got quiet. Good morning and peace be with you. Happy Pentecost to you. With big celebration, I see some, some red there, and, and wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. We have quite a celebration today, and I look forward to talking with you about it. Before we get started, I would like to bring to your attention uh, some announcements here in your bulletin, as well as some ongoing uh, experiences that we are uh, providing here uh, through the hands and feet of Jesus that are being expressed through members to put on some really valuable programs. One of them is uh, this life, Lifeline Screening, Life Scan, and out in the Narthex, we have a brochure that tells you when uh, this is happening. I believe it's in July, July the 13th in 2019. So this is a wonderful opportunity. It's right here. There is a fee for it, but you can have them check out different things to give you a profile on your health. So we encourage that to not only for yourselves, but for your friends and your neighbors. Also, uh, we have in the Narthex a form that looks like this, and it is the emergency and memorial file, and it's for each individual. This is helpful because someday we might have an emergency and need to contact your loved ones. Someday we may, uh, well, someday the, the, the odds are out, out there, rather the statistics are overwhelming. The 10 out of 10 of us, are going to die. I'm sorry to bring up bad news. I hope it wasn't a surprise to anybody here, okay? Um, and, and <laughs> but what would you like for us to do in your memorial service? Or maybe you don't want a memorial service. But if you do, this is a chance for you to write down the things that are important to you, scripture that you like, songs that you would like to uh, have played, and so forth. Uh, this is helpful to your family and helpful to your church and your pastor. Um, memorial services are not really for you, the person who is being memorialized. It's for those that are left behind to impart uh, comfort and hope. It's kind of the last uh, sermon that you ever give from a life lived. Amen? So if you would take one of those and you haven't filled one out, that would be wonderful. Okay. Um, more along the lines of <clears throat> getting real, not real happy, but this is important too. On um, Thursday, the 27th of June, we're going to have, and there's a, a flyer out here on the table, and this is a talk, and it's, the theme is Talk Saves Lives, and it's a topic that isn't, it's ugly, and it's about suicide, and so we're going to talk about suicide prevention, and suicide has touched uh, this church family uh, and uh, extended family. And so we would like for you to take one of these and share it with your neighbors, share it with your family, and come and let's open up a dialogue of uh, uh, just healing and um, comfort and a place to come rather than making a decision, uh, well, a permanent choice to a temporary problem. Okay? 
boy, that's heavy. Let's lighten it up a little bit. We're going to open our hymn this morning. I would invite you to stand and sing as unto the Lord. It's Holy Spirit ever dwelling, and it is on page 523 in your green Lutheran hymn book. Let us sing. Come together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. 
grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, and it can be found in your Pew Bible on page 15. Genesis, chapter 11, beginning with the first verse. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Second reading is taken from Psalm 143, verses 1 through 12, and we'll read that responsibly. You can find that in your bulletin. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Do not bring your servant to for no one is living with righteousness before you. The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. So the spirit I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will be like those who go down to the pit. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. 
third reading this morning is taken from the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, and this can be found in your pew Bible on page 1692. Acts chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Parisia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Peter addresses the crowd. Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
gospel reading this morning is from St. John, chapter 14, verses 23 through 31, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1676. The Gospel of John 14, 23 through 31. Glory to you. John records, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. And anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. And all this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming back to you. And if you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Now I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. And I will not say much more to you. For the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Pentecost, a celebration. You'll notice in the Scripture readings this morning, we had Genesis 11 about the Tower of Babylon, and then we had Acts 2, the apostles received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, and then Jesus foretells of the Helper, the Holy Spirit, that will teach you all things. And, and you may wonder, how are all of these things connected? And let me see if I can weave that thread through that Scripture because it wasn't just accidentally placed that way. There is a purpose. We know that uh, 
we're going to see God interceding because man at his very core is fleshly and sinful. We go to the Tower of Babel, the account of that. We can't help but tie it in to the account of Adam and Eve in the garden. Well, that's a stretch, Pastor. How are you going to do that? Well, really quickly, and you'll be glad of that. Adam and Eve are in the garden. Everything's going wonderful for them. We have that beautiful song that says, And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he says that I am his own. Right? Everything was just ducky until the prince of this earth in the form of a serpent comes up and says, and I'm paraphrasing, did God really say you can't eat of that? Well, yeah, he says, if I eat of it, I'll die, said Eve. And he goes, you're not going to die. Let me just tell you, God doesn't want you to be like him. Have a bite. And she did. And he did too. Sin. Man wanting to be like God, wanting to ascend up to God. Tower of Babel bunch of men get together work program what a construction site that must have been tower of babel went up to the stars or so they thought it was first said that it was a ziggurat have you ever heard of the ziggurat building it it uh, is down there in laguna niguel i think it is and uh and it houses uh government agencies and especially the most wonderful one the internal Revenue service. And if you notice the building, it kind of goes up and then it stares up and then it stares up and it stares up like that, almost like a pyramid, if you'd seen it. That's a ziggurat. And the ziggurats, would, the way that this would have been built, they would have had their food storage on the bottom and at the very top, the men planned to have a, a point to watch the stars. And so God wasn't just so upset that man was doing something aside from what he had ordained as building. He could see that with one language, they were getting full of themselves. With one language and working together, there wasn't going to be this room for his people to tell his story. Sin. Today's terms. Way back when, after I graduated from college, I got hired by a company called Johns Manville. And there was a time that you couldn't drive down a street in America without passing a Johns Manville product. A lot of people think of Johns Manville and they go, oh, asbestos. Well, yes, we did. To put asbestos in just about every product we had, from siding to flooring to roofing in, to piping, it was in everything. They were bankrupt and came back out of formation out of being reformed, chapter 11 or 13, I can't remember which one allows you to restructure. They came back out in 1989, they hired me, and they sent me down to this place called Fresno, California. 
And I was a roofing sales rep, a manufacturer's rep. And I went out there and I worked with architects and I worked with building owners and I worked with roofers and I worked with building suppliers. I had the entire chain, my little finger right on the pulse. I was kind of an important guy if it was Manville product being used because we offered a thing called a guarantee. We will guarantee that our Manville approved roofing contractor will put this roof down per our specifications, and when you pay that premium price for that, we will guarantee the serviceable life of this for 30 years with no dollar limit. Sounds good, right? Well, there's some rules. And so one day I was down at Fresno State, California at their big football stadium where the Bulldogs play. <laughs> it's what they say. And there's a big roofer out there, and I tell you what, and he's putting down that roofing, and his guys are doing it. And I go up there, and here's a couple things that God gave me. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I can count, and I can read. And I counted not the enough layers of, of uh, roofing felt that was on there with asphalt being put down on there, and I could see that it was not the right kind because I read it, and I could see the color. And I stopped that job. Now, this roofing contractor was a little bit upset. And I couldn't really speak to his, his workers because they were from south of the border. So we had a little communication. What I'm saying is I had my own little Tower of Babel problem. I had to put a, a work stoppage on there, and that's what God did. God came down and said, all right, we're going to confuse their language. And all of a sudden, language confused, and the job was shut down right then and there. God did a much more thorough job dealing with sin and disobedience than I ever could or that you ever could, but that's what he did on that job site. He stopped them. So from the Tower of Babel, we all of a sudden come into Pentecost. And in Pentecost, let's take a look at it, what it meant from a, a Jewish standpoint. Now, Pentecost can be uh, tied into um, the Tower of Babel in a couple of ways. Tower of Babel, man going up to God. Pentecost, God coming down to man. Tower of Babel, nobody could understand what anyone was saying. Different languages. What? No, I said, bring me a two-by-four. <laughs> no parlay. <laughs> right? No abelé. I don't get it. Pentecost, up in that upper room, after the Holy Spirit came down upon them, people from all around that were there for the celebration of the feast heard the gospel in their own language. Man goes up, messes it up. God comes down, fixes it. One language, God speaks the gospel and it reaches out to all. That's kind of the difference. But let's talk about the Pentecost uh, from a Jewish standpoint. This is a period of waiting for the Jews. It can be tied into um, a couple of things. Number one, the Passover. Pentecost happens 50 days 
from the Passover. Fifty days. And you can also tie it to the Jewish celebration of Jubilee. Have you ever heard of Jubilee? Have you heard of that? Let me just tell you a little bit about it, because if you hadn't heard it before now, you're going to say, boy, we ought to put this in the United States of America. Jubilee is an amazing time. On the 50th year of Jubilee, this is what would happen. On the 50th year of Jubilee, it meant that uh, all slaves would be set free. So anyone that sold themselves into slavery would be set free. The next thing that's pretty remarkable during the 50th year of Jubilee is that all debts would be forgiven. You got a a pretty hefty balance on your visa card? Forgiven. Not only that, is that if you had land and you had sold it and it had gone from your family, your original owners for years and years, it came back to you. It was yours again. So debts are forgiven. And then the third part of it is rest. Rest. The land was given rest. It was given a time out to recuperate rest. So slaves set free, debts forgiven, and rest. Hang on to that. It's the 50th year. So we got 50 years to Jubilee. We got 50 days from when Christ, we celebrate the Passover. And what happens at, from Passover? Well, if we look at it from a Christian standpoint of 50 days from Passover, we see again God comes down to man. During the Passover, he came down to man in the form of Jesus, right? Jesus was put up on that cross. Jesus was the first fruit. By the way, Pentecost means it's 50 days. The celebration from the Jewish terms was the feast of first fruits or the feasts of the harvest. And so it is a celebration where, generally speaking, we would come and give him his first fruits. We would bring God something. Why do we do that? Why, why does, why did the Jews and why do Christians, why do we bring the first fruit? Whatever amount it is. Oh, I'll tell you because we don't have time to ask everybody. But the, the reason for it is, is that we bring him the best, the first, the best, and give it to him. Why? Because it's a recognition that all of it is his anyway. Isn't it? If I look at all that I have, two very important ones are here. Are they mine or are they God's? If I look at my bank account, is that really mine or is it his? And all he asks is to bring the first fruits. We call it tithing, 10%. That's what is asked for. And that is an offering. It's his anyways. And we get the 90 but it really is his. So that's what this celebration is. And the wonderful thing is, is that in Pentecost, as we see it from the experience here in Acts, God comes and gives 
us his first fruit. And in Pentecost, the first fruit is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is his deposit. So we see God coming down to man. We know that there's a waiting period that the uh, apostles, the disciples, had to wait. Jesus says, go to the city and wait until the helper comes. All important, there's that waiting period. And when he comes, what do we see? Well, as I said earlier, we see unity of all. We see languages being spoken. And all could hear the gospel, the beautiful first fruit that God is giving through his, his, his people. People are receiving God. God is giving to man again. Again, he's giving a small down payment towards what is coming. Well, what in the world is coming? Get to the point, Pastor Ken. Well, remember Jubilee. Remember Jubilee because this Pentecost and what God is giving to us and showing us right now and what he's going to give to us today is a down payment. Remember Jubilee. What does it mean? Well, emancipation. You and me are slaves to sin. But what what Jesus did on that cross, and when we receive the Holy Spirit in our baptism, when we receive this means of grace today from simple elements of wine and of bread, we are set free, Christian, emancipated. Jubilee. Second part. From the Jewish standpoint of Jubilee, debts are forgiven. Do you have your debts forgiven because of what Christ did? Amen, right? The perfect Lamb of God, who knew no sin, became sin for you and for me. And paid it once and for all. The third part of Jubilee rest. I'm not talking about the land given rest. You get rest. I get rest eternally. And that is how I would describe the already and not yet. You're already forgiven. You're already set free. But we don't have rest yet. But from Scripture that we've had recently, we have the revelation of John and we have the promises that Jesus gives us. We know that in heaven there are no more tears. We know that there is peace, comfort, and joy as we are face to face with the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. My friends, you who believe and are called children of the living God, you have been set free, and we celebrate that freedom this day of Pentecost. You've been set free by the King of Kings. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you please stand? Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord on behalf of ourselves and all people as they have need. Lord of mercy, for our good you dispersed the nations, but in love you have gathered those whom you had scattered, that in Jesus Christ every division may be bridged and every nation united in faith. Help us to be faithful in speaking forth your word and showing forth the healing power of your love. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of power, according to your promise, you gave your spirit to your sons and daughters and placed in them the fire of your love for the sake of those who do not know you. Give to your church passion for your work and raise up those whom you call to be successors to the apostles in proclaiming your word and teaching the faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of might, preserve your people from their enemies bring peace to the nations, prosper the, the cause of life, and bless our leaders, especially our president, governor, Congress, legislature, and all judges and magistrates. Give them a relentless pursuit of just laws for the common good of all, with the heart of mercy for the weak and vulnerable. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of life, preserve for our use the good fruits of the earth, and prosper all honest labor and work, that all industry and technology may serve your noble purpose and be employed first for the sake of the work of your kingdom. Accept the prayers and praise of your people and the tithes and offerings we bring in thanksgiving before you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of compassion, forget not the sick and the suffering and grant them healing according to your will especially those we now name silently or out loud. Give them confidence that you will know their need and will well supply them with all that they need to endure to the day of your coming, when all affliction will end, and you will grant the perfect consummation to us and all who have loved your appearing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of love, give to those who weep the joy of your presence, to those who mourn the hope of the resurrection, and to those who are alone and afraid the consolation of your spirit, 
that they may not despair nor be overcome by affliction. Help them to know the joy of your presence through your love and care. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of grace, your son has set his table among us and given us the privilege of a place at his table. Prepare us to receive his body and blood with repentance and faith for our good and for the flowering in our lives of your holiness and righteousness. Nourish and feed us that in this holy communion we may be strengthened for your service. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of rest, you know the struggles of your people and have promised rest from our labors and peace at the last. Give your comfort to those who mourn and raise up our hearts with the promise of the resurrection and the blessed reunion when we shall stand before you without fear and enjoy your perfect peace forevermore. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Tuan, can I ask you guys to come up and bring the littles with you? Hey, guys. Pastor Ken wants to pray over you. Now, why in the world am I doing this? Well, I got some good news and some bad news. The good news is that the boys and their mom and dad are moving up to the northwest, to Washington State. Are they going to be in and around Kirkland or uh, Seattle or Bothell? Okay. And so we wanted to, because we love you, and because you're just one heck of a piano player, and I want to thank you for that and put her there, and you're a good big brother. I want to shake your hand there. And I would like to invite... Whoever would like to come up, and we'll place hands on you. I'm going to pray over you guys, and just come on up. We're going to say a prayer, and then we will share the peace with each other, okay? Amen? So come on up if you like. We're going to, we're going to pray for travel mercies on these little guys and their mom and dad, and we're going to pray for uh, mercy upon grandma and auntie who are going to miss them so very, very much. Look at this. Look at how many guys, you guys, look how everyone's coming up. Oh, my goodness. All right. And then if you're in the back, you can raise your hands up like that. And okay. Amen. Heavenly Father, Daddy, we just thank you for the blessing of these little boys. And we look at them, and we know that you've got such big plans for them, and you will use them so powerfully for your kingdom agenda. We will miss them, especially the A.B. Bop. And the others on the piano, I just love seeing them. And the coloring that they've given me that are on my walls, those crayons are beautiful and pieces of beautiful masterpieces. Daddy, I pray for her, for the mom and dad. I pray that you go before them and, and, and prepare the way, that you fulfill their every need in every way that they have, and especially that they continue to walk with you. I pray for Grandma Tuan and for Auntie Liz here, and I pray that you would comfort them when they miss their family that has is, is gone up north, and that you would make the time between the reunions not too long. And so, Father, we put them in your capable hands, knowing that you have all good things for them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. Let us share the peace of the Lord.
Will you please stand? Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who rose beyond the bounds of death. And on this day, as he had promised, he poured out your spirit of life and power upon the chosen disciples. At this, the whole earth exults in boundless joy, and so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy. in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, in much the same way, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We have two visitors today. I don't know if you spotted But for you, and for all to hear, we practice open communion. That means that if you have confessed 
Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I think I heard you both. And if he is the Lord of your life, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you forward.
Will you please stand? I want to call your attention to the bottom of page five where we see the poem from John Doan. 
um, as you can read, this was in memory of Bill Tubiola, and, and Jan wanted to make sure that we, follow, we, we shared this with you. It was important to her and to Bill. And so, um, you know, it's beautiful to have memories of our loved ones who have gone before us. Today we remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who had gone before us. And then I was looking at this, and um, this this belonged to Bev Grossi. And if there's any Dodger fans, please do not say anything. But, you know, this was Bev. She loved the angels. And so there's a lot. I remember her and, uh, and then her sister Lou. So may this be a, a day of remembrance and of joy and gratefulness because you've been set free. Hallelujah. And now the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is the love of God and it is in, printed on an insert here. Let us sing as unto the Lord. <laughs>